This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live once again, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, March 24th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who, whenever he gets off a plane, is ready to go right to work, Jerem Jordan. The first thing my mom asked me is, what do you want to eat? And I said, Taco Bell, when I got back from my mission, because there were no tacos or burritos in Brazil, which I was very naive about before my mission. I thought, uh, you know, it would be similar to what I had eaten with men. Nope, it's different. Um, They definitely have rice and beans. But anyways, Dallin Holker got off his mission, who was a stud tight end before his mission, and, uh, you know, had to go to uh, one country, uh, got sent to Yakima after that. Anyways, he's got his tag on. I don't even think he's released. And he goes to Jordan Pendleton, former BYU linebacker, and gets a workout in. Let's go, Dallin. So Dallin Holker is like, I can't be in spring ball, but I'm at least going to get this in. So, uh, what, six months to, uh, to six months in a week, maybe, to BYU in Arizona and Vegas. So, Dallin Holker will feature prominently as perhaps the number two, maybe even number one tight end this season. He's legit. Isaac Rex, Hank Tui Pelotu, Carter Wheat, Dallin Holker. Sounds like a like, pretty decent room, huh? Like seven to Pelotus ready to go, I think, which is going to be awesome. Hey, respect to Dallin for that. Meanwhile, Jeremy and I. Did he break mission rules? We just wanted Mexican food as soon as we got off the plane from our two year mission trips. I came from Korea, yeah. so there was definitely no Mexican definitely food no- in Korea. So I needed to have some hometown Mexican but, food in Davis County, Utah. But is there Korean food in Mexico? That's the question. That's a great question. We need to explore this. Who are we going to ask? You'd think now there could be some Mexican food right there. Like, you can get, well, maybe in the United States it's more unique <laughs> where we have food from all over the world. You know? Is there a Korean food market in Mexico? In Mexico. <laughs> I'm guessing there is. I need to ask my nephew. He served his mission in Mexico City, so I'll get back I'm, to you. I'm guessing that. in Mexico City there is, right? Like on the outskirts? No. <laughs> All right, plenty more Mexican food conversation coming up, as well as uh, a full Wednesday show lineup, including what's the recruiting pitch to Alex Barcelo, and will AB's decision to leave or return BYU men's basketball make or break the Cougars' NCAA tournament chances next season? Plus, our latest conversation with BYU quarterback Zach Wilson on his path to the NFL draft. What is he looking to accomplish on Pro Day this Friday? Because... It feels like he's already got his tape out there. So what is his objective? Plus, game day for BYU women's basketball in the NCAA tournament. What's on the line as they face Arizona in the second round? And game day for BYU softball. We'll speak with one of the team's pitching stars as the Cougars prepare for Pac-12 Power Stanford. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Friday's final football practice, open to the public, has been moved to the indoor practice facility and now is not open to the public. Everybody gets a refund, don't worry. Due to inclement weather. Now, there are softball and baseball games planned as well for Friday, so we'll see if those still happen. They're on till they're not. Yes, they are, and we have to prepare as such. (laughs) Brandon Averett announces he's ending his college career. Posted on Instagram, quote, You ever heard good times don't last? Love all the brothers I've made along the way, and thank you all for following my story, end quote. Hashtag chapter Closed. What meaneth this? We'll discuss. <sighs> it's game day. 11 seed BYU women's hoops face three seed Arizona, seven Eastern, in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Ford Lauren Gustin tells us what the key to victory is. 
Honestly, just our defense, um, you know, we got to shut them down. And then, you know, I think if we focus on our defense, our offense will always, you know, come through. It's just um, the defense is definitely our biggest key. Defense it is. Watch on ESPNU. Listen on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app. It is softball game day, as we just mentioned. The Bat Ladies face the Stanford Cardinal at Gale Miller Field. Game starts 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain. Broadcast live on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Bat Ladies. The Bat Ladies. I'm not sure that one's going to stick. Uh, <laughs> baseball beats Utah Valley 11-7 in the Cougars' second home game since 2019. Why? Was there a pandemic or something? Cougars put up five in the second inning. Andrew Pintar, three for three, three hits, three RBIs, four runs. That's a pretty good day. BYU host San Francisco Thursday through Saturday, all on BYU TV or the app. Soccer game day for the BYU women in California, taking on San Diego, four Eastern, the 16th-rate Cougars. Need to keep winning games and hope that Santa Clara loses to Pepperdine today if they want, most likely, a share of the conference championship. Well, more importantly, getting into the NCAA tournament. Because, There's that, too. Because BYU's played a tough schedule. I think BYU get in, but yeah, they got to win. Daniel Sorensen inks a one-year $2.46 million deal with the Chiefs. Congratulations. The Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference has announced the all-conference teams, and that includes a wealth of BYU Cougars, led by Abby Miner-Alder, who is the MRGC Gymnast of the Year. She's also first-team on vault, floor, floor co-specialist, and all-around. Six other Cougars. The point is, they're awesome. They're ranked number 12, and they're headed to Morgantown to compete in the regional, try and get to day two, and then perhaps pull a stunner against number five Cal and get into the Elite Eight. That takes care of headlines. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, You're and so are we. And it's so what's are we. It's what's BYU. trending on BYU Sports Nation. What it is. All right, Brandon Avert, we just read you his message on Instagram. Sure feels like he's done playing basketball at BYU. Matt uh, Harms yeah. has said as much. So with Matt Harms and Brandon Averett essentially announcing they're done playing basketball at BYU, does head coach Mark Pope have to get Alex Barcelo back next year. No, but I want him. Uh, you could bring in a grad transfer, I suppose, or someone that can play right away who can start. But are you getting someone that's equal to or better than Alex Barcelo? I would say probably not, Ooh. right? Uh, Brandon Averett, even. Probably not. Now, if Brandon Averett is bet, no. Uh, it's going to be difficult. I think that Alex Barcelo really needs to come back because – Losing those two guys, which was expected. Like, when you're a senior and then you play, it's expected to leave. This is like a weird year where you might get a bonus year or whatever. These guys came to do what they did, which is get to the NCAA tournament and then hopefully win and make a run. Unfortunately, that did not happen. But uh, it was a great season for these guys. Uh, Very good season. So Alex Barcelo is a key piece of next year. I am concerned that if BYU doesn't bring back Alex Barcelo, that, hey, now you're going to hope you can do what you did last year, which is – get two big transfers. Now, we talked about it yesterday. Two big transfers uh, the year before, Alex Marcello, Jake Toulson. Two big transfers last year, Brandon Averett and Matt Harms. That's what it took to get to the tournament. I don't believe that either team without those pieces, and who knows what uh, BYU would have used without them, but let's say they don't get those two and they have just the roster as is. I don't believe BYU gets to the tourney either year. It took those two guys to help the roster to get to that level. So for BYU to be an NCAA tournament team again next year, need AB at least. And even then with AB, there's still a lot of work to be done there. Alex Barcelo is the best player on this BYU basketball team. First team all-conference, AP, honorable mention, all-American. 
just went for 20 points in an NCAA tournament game. He holds the record for most threes without a miss at BYU now. Seven for seven. It was after that night. In a game. I jokingly said, hey, Let's start a petition to bring Alex Barcelo back. I- I'm Did getting more it? and more serious about this. Why don't you start I legitimately that night? might start a petition. Start a Who's fund. with me? Start a GoFundMe that has no money. It's just people. Sign yeah. the petition to bring Alex Barcelo back. The point guard position is clearly the biggest question mark for BYU in the offseason. They bring back a ton of experience at every other position, except point guard and ball handlers. So, yeah, the Cougars would benefit by bringing back their best player in that position. Think about if BYU women's soccer had the opportunity to bring back their best player. Oh, and they do. Michaela Coulihan has said, I'm not only going to play in the spring, I'm coming back in the fall. Yeah, that makes total sense. The question is, if AB doesn't come back, can BYU still make the tourney? I think it's going to be hard because you're going to have to have major growth from certain people on the team, right? Caleb Lohner can't have 10 boards but not really score or score a bunch but not really rebound. Like, he's, he will be a really good piece on this team. But, like, Matt Harms, what he did in the pick and roll defensively, blocking shots, like... Can Gavin Baxter help hard, with that some? It's going to be hard to replace. Gavin's not as good of a pick and roll player. Gavin's a tremendous defender. Ex- exactly. He's a good cleaner up of the boards, but he's not the same player in that way. So, obviously, BYU will redo the offense based on the personnel. But, like, who's going to make the jump? Like, Gideon George... Had some flashes of brilliance, but BYU had a nine-man rotation. It, it was it was hard to really hone in on. Like Spencer Johnson had some good games, but he wasn't good all year. Connor Harding had a few good games, got benched, and then kind of found a better role there. But um, it, it was just it was sort of who's it going to be today? And then sometimes it wasn't anybody, right? Um, certain games, certain big games where BYU needed the guy. So like, who are the big three on this team next year? Loner is certainly in the mix there, and then I'm not sure. After that, I, I would say Caleb Loner is going to be one of the big three, but if AB is not back, I'm not sure. BYU will get a big transfer or two. Like, it's just, are they going it's to get what Mark one Pope does. or are they gain, going to get two? That's the question. If BYU gets two, now it's like, okay, there's a chance to make the tourney. If Alex Barcelo stays, BYU only really needs one big transfer. And the chemistry that Alex Barcelo already has with these guys is worth a lot. Yeah. Because yeah, you can totally. go get a big transfer. But it's going to take time, and it might take, I don't know, 10 or 15 games before the team starts to gel again. I feel like Alex Barcelo is the glue that already holds yeah. this team together in the offseason. It might be a rebuilding year. It might. If be- he returns, I don't think it is. It depends on the growth of a Trevin Nell and a Caleb Lohner. But Caleb Lohner has, George, to his credit, and, uh, already taken a leap of sorts. Right. I just want to see more consistency. And he'll be a sophomore. When you're a freshman – you. You sort of have carte blanche on how good you can be. Like if you're, we don't judge sophomore, juniors, and seniors the same way we judge freshmen. Like when Jay keeps freshman year, it was like good, but it wasn't like really good. We we're just like, oh, it's good for a freshman, right? Um, it, but you don't do that with sophomores. Once you're a sophomore, it's like, nope, you got to perform at the same level as a junior and senior ish, right? I just think about the best player on each of these high performing BYU teams, campus wide: Gabby Garcia Fernandez. Zach Wilson, Michaela Coulihan, Kennedy Eschenberg. What about him? And think if they could all come back for one more year, what type of a difference would they make for their teams? Alex Barcelo. Oh, it's no question that that it's massive. It's just, just, and and mine's a little, my viewpoint's a little wider. Like, okay, if AB comes back, is BYU going to the tourney? I think "Eh, they are. I think think they are. I think there's one more player needed. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I think Alex Barcelo is enough of a difference maker because of the position he plays and the leadership role and the glue that he is. That it's he can... not a question of Alex to me. It's a question of the others. But I think I... BYU has talent, but they will need to make a leap. Like, as currently constituted, <sighs> there's some work to do there. Yeah. But I'm excited about the leap from sophomore to junior for Trevin Nell and freshman to sophomore for Caleb Lohner. And, and you know, Richard Harward will have an increased role. I think Harward starts at the five now. So, yeah, they, there are some questions. But, to yeah, and is it like, is BYU sneaking in? Mm. That's different, right? And right now, starting five of Alex Barcelo, Trevin Nell, Gideon George, maybe Caleb Lohner, Caleb Lohner and, and Gavin Baxter. That sounds okay. Well, it sounds pretty m- good. Maybe Richard Harward, right? Maybe Richard Harward. Which is Sitting there ready to rock. Okay. Know, so maybe Gavin. I, yeah. I like that experience. I mean, BYU loses three seniors, but they were 10 deep. So yeah, nine deep. they might only lose two seniors. So if they bring back seven of the nine or eight of the 10, that's pretty good from a tournament team that was a six seed. So, yeah, I, I, I like what Alex Barcelo means to the team for sure. Um, also, it's worth keeping in mind our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Alex Barcelo led BYU in scoring in 13 of 27 games and assists in 14 of the 27. Yeah. So half of the games, he's your leader in points and or assists. That's pretty stinking good. Yeah. And again, the question is not Alex's production. There's literally no argument there. It's just everybody around Alex. Yeah. Taking that leap. Okay, uh, topic two. What's on the line today for women's hoops? Woo! NCAA women's basketball tournament second round. It's the 11 seed BYU Cougars against the number three seed Arizona. What's on the line? A potential third trip to the Sweet 16 for Jeff Judkins. This team, the core of this team, Shaylee Gonzalez, Paisley Harding, Sarah Hampson, have already been to a tournament and won a game in uh, the Stanford two Regional two years ago. Yeah. Obviously, nobody went to the tournament last year. And now they've won a game in this year's tournament. This is a tough matchup. So I don't expect BYU to win. If BYU honestly is within 10 or 12 points, I think they've played a really good game. Arizona, oh, is, a top, oh. Arizona is a top 10 team. They've been ranked as, as high as number six this season. They get a three seed. They put a lot of pressure on teams. But technically on the line, a spot in the Sweet 16, which would be the third for Jeff Judkins in his 20 years of coaching. So maybe we need to give more credit to Jeff Judkins for what he's doing. He consistently gets his teams to the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship, wins those games, and then goes to the tournament and typically wins a game. Yeah, if UConn was in the WCC, that's what it'd be like for the Yes, right. right. Yeah, right. And even UConn's taking a step back a little bit, but like a South Carolina or whatever. Uh, Nothing's on the line today. Nothing. Uh, All gravy. Like, if BYU wins, amazing, awesome, Sweet 16, huge. Uh, BYU's already done the damage. They won, went to the tournament. That wasn't expected, and two won a game. It's uh, fantastic. BYU should play loose, free, get after it, jack up a bunch of threes. (laughs) Like, it's all good. That will happen. Like, Arizona's supposed to win this game. I haven't seen a line on it. I'm not sure if there is a line on it, but yeah, you'd think it's Arizona by, you know, eight or something. But all good, man. Like, BYU is a fun team to watch. They have all the pieces they, that, uh, you know, to pull off an upset today. If they do, awesome. That'd be amazing. If they don't, amazing season. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Emotionally. Look on the line, like literally emotionally, house money. Yeah. Emotionally, I understand that. Technically, yeah. that's spot in this week 16, which would be yeah, incredible. Yeah. We don't get paid to state the obvious. We got to say something. We do else. get paid to state yeah, the obvious. It's obvious that you always, what's on the line is a sweet 16 bit. Well, be, that's the question. Yeah. Oh, well, we need to rearrange how we're doing this because that's too easy. <laughs> Come on, man.
<laughs> What's on the line? Advancement in the tourney. Yeah. More experience uh, for the BYU Cougars in tournament play, which is always valuable. And it makes you wonder what BYU is going to bring back next year. Yeah, and experience doesn't game? necessarily matter. I believe Christian the, didn't matter. Is this yeah. the last game that Paisley Harding plays? Is she done, or is she going to come back and play another year? It'd be fun if, yeah, they came back as well. So there's, is Sarah Hampson going to come back and play another year? She's a senior as well. So those things are maybe on the line, maybe the last game for those two significant contributors. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Our question of the day. Back to BYU men's basketball as we focus on Alex Barcelo, we need your help, BYU Sports Nation. Make your pitch. Sign my fake petition. What's your recruiting be a pitch real petition. to Alex Barcelo to bring him back to BYU basketball next year? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Beoeste, quoting the man himself, business is not done. Also, I'd remind him that he would be able to be here with his sister, mm-hmm. who will play on the women's team, and he will have the opportunity to play in front of a packed Marriott Center all year and have a complete regular season, hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, Amanda's going to be here, which would be fun. So she's from Arizona. So this is the Barcelo Bowl today. A.B. Arizona. Hang out with fam. <laughs> really, we need to recruit Zoe, right? I think, yeah. Yeah, Zoe's been His recruited. girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. Because Mark Pope said that she was the big piece of the puzzle in getting Alex Barcelo to BYU initially. So, Zoe, tell us what we need to do. Okay, coming up, is BYU O-line the biggest winner from last year's football season? And what does Zach Wilson want to accomplish on Pro Day this Friday? Is he going to do anything besides, I don't know, throw the ball? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Pro Day is Friday. We have a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special for Pro Day. We will show you live coverage of that. Jason Shepard there. We'll have Blaine Fowler, David Nixon as well involved. It's going to be awesome. Zach Wilson and many others will participate in front of NFL scouts coming up Friday on BYU TV in the app. We're hanging out live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Our first interview today is a man. We just mentioned his name. Pacing to become the highest draft pick in BYU football history. Quarterback Zach Wilson joined us yesterday for our weekly conversation leading up to the NFL draft on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Zach, I know, understandably, you have football on the mind primarily, but it is March Madness, and I know you played high school basketball and had some opportunities if you were to pursue those in college to play basketball. So how much March Madness can you fit into your already busy schedule? Man, that's tough. To be honest, I have not watched a game. I mean, I caught a glimpse of the BYU game. Uh, you know, that was the first one that I like actually like planned for, put that in the schedule. Like, hey, I need to watch this game. You know, unfortunately, we didn't we didn't pull out the win. But you know, that was the first one. You know, besides that, I have the notifications set on my phone. So, you know, I've been seeing all these updates of all these uh, you know small teams beating up on these uh, bigger teams and all these upsets that have been going on. So it's been kind of crazy. You know, much March Madness is, is so much fun. Did you fill out a bracket? No, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't, man. I mean, my whole freaking childhood was full of filling out brackets. <laughs> so now I'm, you know, I'm now I guess I'm too busy or I think I'm too cool to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing it's too busy. Maybe you are too cool. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're back home in Utah now, um, and a video came out of a throw you had in the indoor practice facility that was just amazing. You, you spun out to your right and then rolled left and then threw it in the back of the end zone. Um, that, that was a, probably a pretty good sample of what you're capable of, right? I mean, that exact throw is in the pro day script, so you'll probably see it again. <laughs> okay, okay. How, how far was that throw, Zach? I think I threw it from the 50, and Leva caught it about three yards from the back of the end zone. And then add a little bit because it's further left, so 55-ish? Like, yeah, roughly, yeah. Was it Which game was it? was it? Was it La Tech? I'm trying to remember. The Tech's, throw across the, the field to the, Dax? The throw. Which game was that? I think it was uh, Texas State, maybe. Texas State, yeah. Was that one that you get asked about? Or, like, like what do, what do teams ask about in terms of certain throws specifically? I mean, they, they ask about that one just as far as, like, you know, what were you thinking? How did you get there on that? You know, uh, a lot of the times these coaches try and throw in plays that, that maybe aren't my, uh, my best plays or even ones that, you know, aren't highlight plays necessarily. You know, they try and throw in things that they think are a little bit different, ask, you know, why you did certain things here or there. And so I, I really enjoy breaking that down and, and like going through what I was thinking on each play. Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation for his weekly conversation on his path to the NFL Draft Pro Day coming up this Friday. What I want to know is, does the ball fly like five yards further in Utah in the mountain air compared to Southern California? It does. It does. It jumps for sure. I mean, the receivers are like, hey, these balls carry further than you expect. So, so we'll have balls jumping all over the place uh, Friday. Last week you talked about how there was a transition to get used to the NFL ball, but that you've become more comfortable with that. Certainly the throw that we saw um, you, you know, was one, and it's, and it's one throw, but how has that transition been, and do you feel like uh, you know, fr- Friday's a, a big day, obviously, for you? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think the NFL ball is better. It's just, like, it's just getting used to it. I think you've know, uh, you got to change up your grip a little bit, you know, how it feels like it's coming off your hand. And, you know, so there were some rough first first uh, couple of weeks when I first started throwing with that ball. Uh, you know, but now I feel like I'm used to it. I love how it spins, how it comes off the hand, and so I'm excited to, uh, you know, show what we got on Friday. You mentioned that that rollout to your left and deep throw down the field is part of the script for Pro Day. How specific is this script? If you wouldn't mind walking us through that. Yeah, you know, we add into, uh, so you know, we go into you know all the base throws. We start you know short to deep. We work some under center, some play action pass, you know, different things. But, uh, you know, stuff I'm trying to make uh, pretty common in my pro days is, is movement stuff. You know, in the NFL, you're not always throwing with a clean pocket. So, you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff where I'm booting out to my left, my right, you know, throwing on the run across my body, uh, sprint out to the left, throwing back to the right, you know, all sorts of different stuff to just show that I'm capable to make all the throws. And so, uh, you know, that's that's part of the script is, is moving right and left and, and stepping up and showing that you can make throws off of all, all different platforms. And you'll be throwing exclusively, right? No, no 40, no three cone, no all that stuff? Yeah, nothing like that. You know, I, I've been freaking pushing it. You know, I really wanted to run my 40, and I trained for it since January. And, and even this past week, you know, I was like, man, maybe I should just run it. You know, I know I can still run a pretty good time. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I just I tweaked my hammy a little bit too much. <laughs> uh, I think what I might do is, is film down the road if I feel like I have trained for it and feel good, then I might as well just film it. You know, I just want to have something under my name. Uh, that I've that I've done some events. Do you feel like you have to submit a forty to teams, or is that something you could could not do? Yeah, I definitely don't think I need to. You know, I feel like my my athleticism shows on on the film. I think uh, I think it's more of just like a pride thing. You know, that I want to have uh, some time. I just want to be able to say I ran a forty in my career. That I did something for the combine pro day stuff, and 
uh, you know, really that's all it is because, uh, you know, a lot of teams have even just said, you know, I, I don't need to do any of the running stuff. If, if there was a combine, I would have. But the fact that everything's just on the same day now, it's, that's what makes it challenging. Zach Wilson on BYU Sports Nation. Zach, you've mentioned to me in previous conversations that there is something about the pressure to perform and how it elevates your game and locks you in. What kind of pressure to perform do you feel as it relates to Pro Day on Friday? Yeah, you know, you want to be perfect. I mean, that's what you're, that's what you're training for is to try and be perfect. Uh, but there has to be like a sense of, you know, it's okay to make a mistake. You know, you're not going to hit every, every single throw, you know, when you're throwing 60 balls and, and you got some tough ones in there, not every single throw is going to be perfect. So you just have to be able to, you know, go on to the next one and, and move on and, and not let one ball hold you up. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of coaches there watching and stuff, but you just got to do what, what I know I can do. And, um, you know, all the guys around me as well. So I think we'll be all right. It's going to be a fun day, and we're going to have the whole thing live on BYU TV. And, of course, NFL Network's going to have cameras in there and, and dip in a bunch and ESPN as well. So has the um, weight of this set on you of, of how important it is, or is it still kind of loose and fun? And if it is, like, how, how are you keeping it loose and fun? Yeah, I just think we have to remember, like, um, you know, why we play this game, you know, what got us to this point, you know, the, the preseason um, – you know, everything you got, the you got the nerves going into a game, but you just kind of have that, that looseness, the, you know, I got to be able just to play, play how I play kind of mentality. And so, you know, it's going to be the same when I go out there, you know, we've, we've been preparing for three months and, and rehearsing everything. And so really, uh, you know, it's just going out there and playing loose, but just understanding how important it is and, and just making sure we're ready for that day. How many receivers are you planning on throwing to and what receivers are they? Yeah, so we got three receivers, one tight end. So so Bushman's obviously the tight end, and and then we got uh, Micah Micah Simon, Aleva Hefo, and Dax Milne. Uh, those three are going to be the guys uh, working across. Uh, Micah and Dax are primarily going to work the outsides. Aleva's most likely going to work the slot. Um, he'll rotate with Matt, whether it's right and left side, and then uh, we'll throw Dax and Micah maybe on a couple on the inside as well. There's sort of this uh, opportunity, not obviously for you, but also for them to impress because they're good players and should get a, a chance in the NFL as well. So what's it like in the throwing portion to go, hey, let's do this together where we can all succeed? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely cool to be doing it all together because, uh, you know, we have all these scouts and GMs out there, and, and I know it's a big benefit for those guys to be out in front of all these coaches as well, you know, hopefully for them to prove something. I know with the COVID year last year – uh, you know, a lot of those guys got screwed a little bit, so they're just trying to get their get their year back. So I hope I, uh, you know, I can help them out and make them look good, and they can make me look good. So, with these few days remaining before pro day on Friday, what does your typical training day in Utah consist of compared to what you were doing in California? Yeah, you know, I actually think I've 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 got a pretty good plan out here. Uh, I got a Stro Shine in the morning, so Stro Formance is, you know, they're one of the best. I work with those guys. Uh, you know, I'll train with those guys four, day, four days a week. We got yoga on Wednesdays. And then uh, I go to stretch therapy uh, three times a week, which is like, you know, I go and lay on a table, have someone stretch me out for about, you know, half hour. And I do that about three times a week. Uh, I go to this place called Restore where they, you know, they do like IV drips or the hyperbaric chambers. And I do cryotherapy every day, you know, red light therapy, um, the compression sleeves and boots for, you know, the shoulder and the legs and um, you know, all sorts of different things. And then I'm, I'm starting with uh, this place called South mountain therapy, where it's uh, like physical therapy where I'll go and anything that's bothering me, whether it's like, you know, shoulders a little sore or my back's a little tight, you know, I can do some sort of recovery 
uh, physical therapy in that sense. And then, uh, you know, I'll try and get a massage here, here and there, like once or twice a week uh, on top of it. So it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of stuff going on, but it's definitely good. That is a lot of stuff, Zach. Uh, what do you like the most in all that? <laughs> yeah, the stretching's nice. It's very relaxing just to lay there, you know, of course, with the massage. The recovery stuff is always big. Uh, but even right now, I still really enjoy the throwing as well, just getting out with those guys. and Going into the big indoor down at BYU and just and tossing the ball around is always fun. Are you super flexible with all this yoga and stretching and all that? Nope, that's why I'm doing it, because I'm tight. <laughs> tight. Super stiff. Fair enough. As you have looked at more and more NFL teams and their game plans, their schemes and whatnot, have you kind of zoned in on an offense or a game plan that you feel best suits your need? Maybe has it changed over the past few months since you've been doing that? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think the West Coast style offense, you know, fits because it's it's what we did at BYU, a lot of play action, wide zone scheme based teams. But, uh, you know, there's there's a good amount of teams that do that um, and the teams that are uh, possible, possible landing spots for me. So, uh, you know, I'm excited, but, you know, even looking at maybe some of the digit systems or other systems that we've learned, uh, that we could pick up, you know, I feel like every offense is kind of a little bit of everything nowadays. And uh, I think the NFL just, um, is good no matter what offense you're going to be in. So I'm excited, uh, no matter what, you know, I feel like I'll be able to find my place and, and no matter what uh, team I get drafted to. What's the best bit of advice that John Beck has given to you as uh, a precursor to get ready for pro day and the draft. Yeah. You know, really not to overthink it, you know, just to go out there and do my thing. And uh, you know, it's just another day throwing, you know, treat it like, like it's another throwing session. And so uh, John's done a good job of, you know, just preparing us, making us feel like we're ready so that when we get out there, it's, it's almost easier on the day that, you know, we really got to go, go live. Explain the difference between the West coast offense and the digit system. Yeah. So the West coast, I mean, the terminology and all those kind of things is different. You know, West coast is a, pr- a primary, uh, wide zone based team. You know, it's, it's very similar to BYU there. You're going to have your under center play action passes. Uh, the concepts, uh, have the same terminology, whether it's, you know, West, right, uh, slot, you know, Z, right, uh, whatever, uh, Z burner, X burner, uh, you know, everything's tagged that way. But when you look at the digit system, uh, you're literally saying digits as to what the routes are, you know, maybe it's, uh, 623 or, um, 43, uh, 52 or whatever it is, uh, you know, you're working in actual numbers for what the routes are. And so, uh, you know, essentially all the concepts end up kind of being the same in the NFL. When you look at what they're trying to accomplish spaces on the field, uh, whether it's a triangle read and you're working through a progression, you know, all coaches are always trying to get to the same spots on the field against the same kind of coverages. So it's just, it's really just a different way of how they word things and, and maybe how they get there. So some colleges will run a very simple offense. You look to the side, you see a board, it means a thing, whatever. Like, I, and I don't want to name names per se, but like, then they get to the NFL and they'll have a harder time sort of adapting to a more complex system. Tell us how BYU function and how that you know, helped you uh, in, in your pursuit of the NFL here in terms of how that play calling will go. Yeah, you know, I still think um, you know, the NFL will probably be a little more complex than, than BYU to an extent, but but I think where, you know, I benefited from was, was the structure of the play call, whether it was, you know, a shift, then a motion, then the formation, and then some sort of play with a tag and then a protection, you know, all built into at the, at the same time. And so, you know, other teams kind of just had one word, you know, there were some teams that was like, Hey, warrior. And that meant the whole play. Uh, and the NFL is, is not much like that. And so, 
that the play structure is very similar. So that's what I'll, I'll be used to at BYU. The other thing that was, you know, to my huge uh, benefit was working under the center, uh, tons of play action passes, tons of, um, you know, shifts and motions, uh, disguising certain things, and then being able to call plays from the huddle, uh, you know, it's different. You know, we did a lot of, uh, you know, looking to the sideline and picking up the play that way, but also huddling up and having to call a play that a coach gives you off of a wristband or whatever it is, is, is what the NFL does as well. So that, I think that's where they prepared me the best. Zach, if you had a preference to work in the shotgun or work under center, which way would you lean on that? I honestly don't mind. You know, I really do like mixing it up, uh, you know, under center nowadays in the NFL, you know, you, you rarely see anyone just go seven, seven step, five step out of the, you know, under center and, and, and drill a, a throw, you know, typically it's going to be some sort of play action, fake and and we did a you know a bunch of of different ones last year out of the the gun or pistol or even under center at BYU so I really I really don't mind either one I think just having those play action passes is big and uh, it's good to just mix it up and and keep a defense on their toes without giving away specific BYU play per se uh, give us a sense of what a play call might sound like yeah as you mentioned the play call the shift motion formation play tag protection yeah, you're talking about a BYU play? Or you don't have to give away a BYU play, but give us a sense of what yeah. it might sound like. Yeah, so I mean, for example, we'll say like leap to flank right, Z phony, P62, Y hurricane, Z shallow, or whatever, you know, something <laughs> something along those lines. That's uh, awesome. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, uh, hop to gun. I can think of the exact same one uh, Drew Brees did where he broke his game-winning touchdown. It was uh, – Hop to gun king trips right tear fifty two all go special x shell across h wide uh, fifty two <laughs> swings so super long yeah lengthy plays uh, yeah so but you can compartmentalize like you said the structure of the play a shift a motion a formation a play a tag and maybe a protection in there that all means something to somebody because it's al- it's always fun like we know football but not at a level you know football the receiver hears his thing the the you know the z and he's just like I'm out of here I heard my part I'm gone right yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone, everyone else is just picking out their parts of it. the quarterback kind of has to know the whole structure. So like the best way for me is, is, uh, you know, you definitely break it up into like certain groups. You try and make it as small as you can. So like hop to gun King trips, right. You know, it's hop is the, is the shift that you're getting to the formation. So it's always kind of best to think, you know, hop to gun King trips, right. Where does that get me to? Okay. Well, it just gets me to trips, right. Um, and then you, you, you know, you break it down and make it smaller and then it's all go special. So that's really just an all go package. And then, you know, X shallow cross. You got the X on a shallow. So it's really just breaking it down and making it more simple in your head. X shallow cross is on Madden, so I know that one. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I am fascinated by all of this. It's like another yeah. language. You're fluent, really you're fluent in the West Coast you, offense. You didn't go on a mission, talk. but you speak football language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my language I picked up you on my up mission. Language. All right, Zach, we appreciate the time as always. Uh, I'm thinking about starting a bracket to predict uh, NFL draft picks. I don't know. So, Jaron, work with me on that. Yeah, not many people are in on that right now. Okay, oh, wait, yeah, everyone is. We, we, yeah, <laughs> we might be doing something like Let's that. Let's do it. Okay, brother, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Listen, he is a genius, right, with that kind of stuff. And quarterbacks generally are, but what BYU does is difficult, and uh, he's got the mind for it. He's going to dominate that part of all of this. You can imagine how impressed all of these NFL teams are with Zach's knowledge and study of the game when he's just on, a, on, on the win, on a fly. You say, hey, do this, do this, do this. And he just, his mind is like, it's like mathematical. 
how he yeah, he's, sees football. It's he amazing. has a beautiful mind. Yeah. Coming up, it's the softball home opener. Pitcher Autumn Moffitt Korth will preview tonight's big game with Stanford and the season. Plus, how will BYU fans remember Matt Harms and Brandon Averett after their one season in Provo? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. BYU baseball back at home, which was awesome. Great game last night. Went over Utah Valley. Hey, three-game series with San Francisco tomorrow. Being told it's not the Giants, it's the Dons. 6 Eastern, Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday as well. You can listen to it on 107.9 FM, BYU Cougars. 18 combined runs, 26 combined hits, 13 pitching changes, and about three and a half hours of baseball. Do you know what? It was good good to have it back. It's good to have it back. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation. It's time to whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. ESPN's Mike Golick Jr. and Mina Kimes tweeted about how impressive the BYU O-line is when they watch Zach Wilson uh, film. Is the O-line the biggest winner in the Zach Wilson sweepstakes? They're up there. But I still think Dax Milne is the biggest winner in the Zach Wilson sweepstakes because nobody knew who Dax Milne was really outside of BYU until Zach Wilson burst onto the scene. So I feel like Zach elevated Dax's uh, perception and just how many people were seeing him more so than any other player that Zach has played with. Uh, Zach Wilson is the biggest winner of these Zach Wilson sweepstakes because he is going to get the biggest contract. But uh, the O-line the O-line weren't really known besides Brady Christensen. James Empey was big on the radar but wasn't after this year, hoping for another leap from him. But yeah, a guy like Chandon Herring is going to go from relatively unknown to potential pick or undrafted free agent. So, yeah, there are a lot of winners in this, but... Matt Harms and Brandon Averett have announced their departures from BYU basketball, more or less. After one memorable season, how will you remember those two seniors after their brief careers at BYU? The guys that helped BYU get to a sixth seed back to the tourney for the first time in six years. Matt Harms, generally speaking, I'll remember that he was 7-4. And then Brandon Averett, how quick he was. And then the big shot, of course, at San Diego State. I'll remember Matt Harms for the Matt Harms sweepstakes over the summer as BYU competed to get him in the Matt transfer Harms portal. Matt was the biggest winner of the Matt Harms sweepstakes. That was unbelievable. That, that build-up defensive player of the year in the West Coast Conference. And yeah, then that was awesome. I love Brandon Averett's story, his attitude, of course, the shot you mentioned at San Diego State. Big shot Brandon. That's what I'll remember him for. Okay, coming up, spring football highlight overreactions. Plus, senior pitcher Autumn Moffitt-Korth for the BYU softball team joins us to preview the matchup with Stanford. Why will this game be different than the first two losses to the Cardinal? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After 687 days away from home, BYU softball went on a mission. They are back. Autumn Moffitt Korth and BYU softball host Stanford tonight. Great game, 17-4 Cardinal, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is senior star pitcher Autumn Moffitt-Korth. Autumn, we just mentioned tonight marks your first home game in almost two years. How would you explain your emotions going into this unique home opener for your senior season? Beyond excited and beyond ready. I mean, a little bit of nerves, of course, but I'm definitely so excited, so ready. It's been so long, and I know our team is just so ready to come out and fight tonight. 
Okay, you guys are used to playing on the road. You always hit the road forever at the beginning of the season, like 30 games. But this is different, right? The fact that last year you go to Alabama and that's when everything ended, right? And you guys dramatically are catching flights home and trying to get back and be safe. But now you're at home. So are, are you over what happened the last couple of years with, with everything? Or is it like, okay, we need to play at home to get into a rhythm? You know, I think we'll never be over what happened last year just because that was hard. But I know everyone is – it's nice to be home to get into that rhythm. It's hard to travel on the road for so long. It's mentally exhausting, physically exhausting. So it is nice for us to be home. I know it's just – it's going to be a whole exciting thing tonight, and we're so excited. Are you an excellent traveler now? Like, do you – are you crazy efficient? You can pack a ton in a small space? Like – like, are you awesome at, at getting out on the road now? No, I'm the worst. I overpack every single time. And not going to say this, but I will. I literally get so sad every time I leave to travel. I mean, I love playing with my team, but I hate leaving my husband. So I get so sad when I travel, but I overpack everything else. I just, on the road is hard. It's hard. Oh, to be young and married uh-huh, again. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. You know, right. That, that's awesome. And tell us about, uh, you got married, what, one of the uh, the quarantine weddings, right? Yes, it was a quarantine wedding. Although it was in Idaho, so it was a little more open up, just because, okay. you know, around there. Yes. Kind of wild back there. <laughs> <laughs> and and the Utahns, we're saying it's wild back there. <laughs> Listen, Autumn, I- I'm trying hard to feel bad about you traveling to Mexico and to Southern California, all these warm yeah, yeah, destinations, wait a Arizona. Wait a oh, my life is so hard. I got to leave Utah in January and February and go to these amazing <laughs> locations. Yeah. That said, there is some real fatigue about being on the road. So uh, what does it mean to, I mean, how much of a difference does it make just to be able to sleep in your own bed and then get up and go to your own home park? Oh, it makes 100% the difference. I literally am 10 times happier when I'm at home and in my bed. And then when we get a play at home, 100 times happier. I'm always happy, but home is just, it just makes everything better. I feel like we play better, we do better. It's just home is the best place to be. So Now, I want to keep this happy mojo rolling, but I have to ask about last year. What, what do you remember about the day in Tuscaloosa when you found out the season was shutting down? Walk us through what you remember most about that moment. I think just a lot of emotions. Kind of none of us really knew what was going on. I think we kind of all thought like, oh, in two weeks we'll be back playing and it'll be back to normal. And I think the emotions didn't really settle in until – we found out that conference was done. It was canceled. And then it was hard. It was really sad. It's just sad to, even after last year, not being able to play one home game, we didn't get to play one game last year. And so it was just, it, it's hard. It's hard when your whole season gets shut down. I know there's other things, but like we're at school for to play athletics. And so it's just, it was hard. It was a hard challenge to go through, but it made us stronger. It made us better. So I wouldn't change it. And luckily you're back and back home, and this team always plays a tough schedule. You guys are 11-11, and 11, have some really nice wins. But now you come home and you can start dominating uh, even more, right? So four games on BYU TV are the app this week, starting with Stanford tonight. So how would you describe the makeup of this team this year? This, our team seriously has so much talent. We are so good, and the chemistry is so awesome. So it's just we just have to finish out a few more games. Part of that is me. I need to finish out a few more games, not give up so many hits. So, but all in all, our team is beyond talented and we have so much potential. And so 
I can't wait to see what we do with the next half of our season because I know we're all going to play together and take it as far as we can go. So it's going to be awesome. Autumn, you just alluded to it a little bit, taking on some individual responsibility, but what's the game plan and the key for your team to close out games against high-level opponents like Stanford and Arizona State? I mean, you've played Stanford twice already, battled hard, lost twice. So what's the key to making this one different? Just finishing out that seventh inning, just got to make sure that the whole game we're winning every single inning. And then that last inning, just being able to finish out the game and ending on a win. I think even with the tougher components, just being able to compete the whole entire game, not letting ourselves get down or not just falling one inning and then being able to come back and battle. We just, the whole game, we need to stay up, stay positive and keep fighting the whole entire time and then finish on a win. So Autumn, we need to do our part and give you some BYU Sports Nation karma so that you can, you know, finish strong, give it to your team. Let's do this against Stanford, okay? So take the karma, enjoy. We can't wait to watch you compete tonight against the Cardinal. Thank you so much. You got Autumn Moffat-Korth on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Big game tonight, um, Boise State doubleheader Friday, Southern Utah Saturday. We have 15 broadcasts of softball that start tonight. So I'm stoked, man. We're going to see another one of BYU's best programs on campus. Eight games this week and Pro Day, which kind of feels like a game in and of itself. Nine, bro. Nine. It's nine. Nine. It's crazy. Okay, coming up, who gets today's rise and shout out and the elite voices. Plus, it's overreaction Wednesday following the latest set of highlights to come out of BYU football spring practice. Get ready for some hot takes. This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Sports Nation always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio applications. Or you can download the podcast, perhaps you already have, perhaps it's how you're listening now. Put it on 2X and see how that goes. Uh, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Efficiency and some good humor at 2X or at half speed, which is really entertaining for about five minutes. It even changes the show content. We actually talk about different subjects if you speed up. It's kind of weird. We've saved arguably the best for last. It's time for overreactions from BYU Spring Football, presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. It's simple. We watch short highlights and make some outlandish conclusions based on those few seconds. So on to the highlights. Number one, Jaron Hall to Carter Wheat. You mean Wheat? Wheat. Here it is. Oh, it's a dime from Hall to Wheat. Oh, is Carter Wheat going to have more touchdowns than Isaac Rex this year? Uh, Wheat, by the way, got a stinger during the year, so he started wearing the kind of neck pad on the mm-hmm, back of his mm-hmm. head. Told me after the bowl game. Carter so, Wheat wh- just might be wheat. the next Chad Lewis wearing number 96. Oh, wow, that is outlandish. <laughs> I believe it is Carter Wheat, okay. just so you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very My good. keyword will be whiskey. Number two, Jacob Conover, another of those... Key players in the quarterback battle to Talmadge Gunther. Oh, brilliant strike. Just bang. Oh, going gl- little Kurt Warner action from Jacob Conover. Talmadge Gunther, Jay uh-huh. Drew's favorite receiver. Talmadge Gunther, spring football MVP, Jerem. <laughs> we stand that out. This year it's going to be a little harder to assess that. Right? Yeah. Especially because practice is not happening to the public. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, if we get in there, we're not going to tell. Okay, we've seen Jaron Hall and Jacob Conover. I need some Baylor Romney in my life. 
and Sione Finau, for that matter, who is back from his significant injury. Okay, nothing too spectacular right there, but is this... Probably, probably this is a check down. Is, right? is this the, the Sione Finau? That's a defensive win. That's okay. a defensive win. Okay. Because there's no pass rush. You don't want to throw to the running back. I want to get this thing down the field. That's the, a win for the, the defense. BYU defense shutting down Baylor Romney. Brandon Despain does a tremendous job getting these highlights for us. Love if it I'm so the much. defense, I'm ticked every time because it's like 80% offense, which is what sells tickets. Hey, we said hot takes. Talmadge Gunther, spring football MVP. Carter Waite, the next Chad Lewis. Sione Finau, the next Tony Finau. <laughs> Shout out to the Finaus. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Yeah. Our question of the day. What's your recruiting pitch to bring back Alex Barcelo for one more season with BYU basketball? Our elite voice presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Cougar Movement on Twitter says, Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Uh, yeah, AB, man. If he comes back again, that would, would be awesome. He would put himself in legendary status a la Yoli Childs when he came back for one more year. Not quite at that level, but pretty high. Pretty close, yeah. right? Okay, today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. I want to give one to Bobby Hordusky, the sports information, or sorry, the director of of operations for BYU basketball. He did a lot of SID. But he does a lot of sports information stuff. He said, looking back, we played 27 games, had zero pauses for COVID on our end. Must take a moment to thank our amazing medical staff that made this possible for our guys. Yep. I just did a rough count. I think I tested for COVID 78 times throughout the season. That's gnarly. Uh, yeah, BYU didn't miss the game. How about that? And uh, Brent Norton, wanna, mm. thinking about him, long time, like 29, 30 years, voice of uh, BYU baseball. So, uh, yeah, last what? year was his uh, – he threw out the first pitch. It, I, I texted him. I go, dude, that was a heck of a pitch, man. And he goes, heat. he goes, maybe a high strike. <laughs> From the mound, he found the upper part of the zone. That's pretty good. Boy, Brent, he That's paid his good, own man. way to call a lot of road games for, like, forever. Yeah. That's how much he cared about it. Yeah. Our thanks to today's guests, Zach Wilson and Autumn Moffitt-Court. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. I ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Use hashtag BYU. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to J.C. Clayton, former softball great. We'll see you tonight for BYU Softball, 7 Eastern, live on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs. And good luck to the ladies in the tournament.